line, golf line. Calling on the golf line for your swing, for your swing. Golf line, golf line. Got you calling on the golf line with Jay Larson. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Golf Line Podcast with Jay Larson. I am Jay Larson. This is the Golf Line. Um, I'll just say that, first of all, how's everybody doing? Great to be here with you. Um, I'll say it up top. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And share. Share. Go. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. Then give a five-star rating. And then give a review. Yo, Lawson's dope. Don't like his glass. And You know what? I don't care what you say. Just go give a review. Rate the Rate the show. And then... Share it with your friends. If you're listening right now, grab this one. Go into your text conversation with whoever your golf friends are and be like, are you listening to the golf line? Send. Boom. And if you're on social media, you're following us or you're following me, Jay Larson Comedy on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. If you're following me there, I post about this all the time. Share it to your stories, share it to your posts, let people know. That's the way to do it. That's how we get the word out. Then we get more callers. You get the deal. Um, I want to talk a little bit before we get into it. Today's episode is really great. We have, uh, we're going to talk a little night golf, and then I've got a couple callers asking me about uh, golf courses. Uh, I got another guy asking, uh, about hitting a hole in one, what I would do with it. I'm gonna reach out and chat with him a little bit, a little bit about it, and then um, we're gonna have the boss on Eric Anders Ling is gonna be on with us today. I'm excited to sit down with him and actually set him straight. I think EA EA Lang needs to be set straight a little bit, and that's gonna happen from LT. You got EA to LT. Uh, I want to talk about night golf, okay? Because I think we've all been playing golf and all of a sudden it's getting too dark and you're like, how many holes can I get in, right? Sure, that's not really night golf, but like you go for it and it hits that, you know, even at dusk, you hit that point where you're like, I can't, I can't see, you can have an idea of where you're going, you know, and you have an idea of how far you're going to hit a club so you can like get up to a distance and usually the cart will tell you where you're at. But um, when I was... Like maybe in college, right? So this is a long time ago. We're talking pre two thousand. We're talking pre Y two K. There were these like golf balls, and you would crack a little stick, a little filament stick or glow stick, and then you'd stick it inside, right? Now every time, every now and then, you'd hit it, and the the stick would fly out, and then you didn't know where the ball was, so you had to like set the ball up on your tee and set it up, and it was rad, man. I remember one time one of our buddies hit it and he couldn't find the the little stick flew out and he never found his ball. We had an idea where it was and he went out the next day on the course and found it. That's how like that's how rare it was. That's how unique it was. Like no one had them. Now the balls you literally bounce them off the ground, they light up and they're like they look like fireworks. I don't know if you've been out there night golfing yet with these balls. I think they they probably play. I think they play. 10 to 30 yards less than what you shot is. You're like, last 10 to 30? Can you be specific? I know. I don't know the exact amount. You can find out if you're going to go play. You can look it up like, all right, what should I hit this at? Because I don't know because I can't. All right. There's something I love about night golf. Now, near me, there's a course that has lights on it. 
Westchester Golf Course in Westchester, right by LAX. It's whatever. It used to be a 15-hole course. Now it's 18. And that's not night golf to me. That's like going out and playing under the lights, which is rad. But there's something about sneaking on a course, having glow balls. Because there's some courses that like, you know, at least back in Massachusetts where I grew up, the courses, there's no fence. You can walk right on the golf course. I remember one time I was home visiting from L.A. And I was with my buddy Joe Alberta. What's up, Alberta? He's not listening. None of my friends from home support my career. You think they listen to any of my shit? They don't. They don't listen. Uh, I'm with the whale dog, and we go out to the golf course. We're going to go smoke a joint. So we go out to smoke a joint, and we walk out. You know, you can just pull in the parking lot and then walk on the course, right? So we walk out to, you go down hole one, and then the tee box for hole two is the same tee box for hole three. Let's see. Uh, three, four. Par, the the uh, fourth hole and the second hole have the same tee box. It's a big tee box. It's a rad little tee box. Woods on this side. And we go over there and we're sitting there. It's nighttime, black, in the middle of the golf course. Awesome. And we just hear, shing! Literally that, shing! Sound like someone was unsheathing a sword. And we were about to get, there's something about nighttime, outdoors, woods, that. Anything will make you be irrational. Like the irrational idea that there's a maniac with a sword who's going to come out and cut our heads off. That's not going to happen. But it's the only thing I thought was going to happen. You know what I mean? Maybe it was the weed. I doubt it because we weren't deep into it. Uh, Maybe it was just the fact that it's childhood friend child home where like you know back when you were a kid anything was possible that's like that's what horror movies were about anyway he jumps on my lap and i scream like my highest guttural scream that i can muster just like a, ah! and he's on my lap and it, right after we hear shing we hear it was it was the spr- the sprinkler heads popping up out of the ground. You know, big golf course sprinkler. Those things shoot. You know, shing! That's what it was. Anyway, we were out there at night. T- with today's technology, so my point was that, like, at my home course, you can, once you get past, once you get out there on the first hole, no one can see you. You know what I mean? Like, you go down the first hole in the second tee box, no one can see it. It's all surrounded by woods, and you're out there. You know, it's not like... People can see in at every hole. Now, the other course in my town, the the semi, it's private, but I say semi because it's still a dump. Uh, it's not really, I guess. Um, it's affordable. Uh, and I kind of anti the place because when I was a kid, my mother's friend who was a member there, pool member only, took me and my brother there. And we didn't have, they, they want us to wear caps in the pool because they said our hair was greasy. And I felt like shit. And I was like, fuck Bear Hill Country Club. Fuck you guys. And all I wanted to do was like, you know, date the lifeguard and walk around with a can of Coke. Um, Anyway, there's something about sneaking on a course, having night balls and those glow balls that I love. So if you're near a course and you got friends that are dope, get out there and get out there and play illegally. 
Maybe bring a little spot because the one problem I have seen is like you can't see the ground. You know what I mean? So it's not only like can you not see where you're going, you can't see the ground. So you need a little bit of love from like a phone light or something. But uh, get out there, night golf. It's where it's at. I need to go back out. And I'm sure there's places that you can just go out and play, but I want to go out illegally. You know what I mean? There's something about doing stuff illegally. If you are golfing illegally in night golf and you got a great story about it, one eight three three my golf line, call in. Um, so we had someone call, leave a comment about building a golf hole, and I thought it was an interesting idea. Um, let's give it a listen. Hi, um, I'm Casey Bain. I am Casey Bain. 18 handicap. And I was listening to the um, Ram Golf Club podcast, and they told me to call here and leave any kind of question. Jay, my one question is, if you could build one hole, just one, and no budget, no nothing, and what would it look like? What would be the yardage? What would be the par? You got any hazards? Uh, what is, what's the green looking like? Um... Would it be in any specific location, any specific course? Just what would it look like? Um, yeah, that's, that's it. That's all I got. Thank you. Casey Bang. He said bang. Uh, 18 handicap. Thanks, Casey, for calling in. Appreciate it. What a sweet guy. And where are where, he's like working somewhere. The phone's ringing in the background. Um, I love this question. I love it. Because it, I don't Has anyone ever played Bears Best? It's a course out in Las Vegas. And it's like some of the best holes that Jack Nicholas has ever designed on any course. So they take like one hole from this course and, you know, and I played it and I played really well at it. And I was like, man, how come I played that course so well? And it's like, well, because Jack Nicholas designs everything for a dog leg right because that guy played like a cut. And for me, that's where I excel, right? Is a dog leg right. So. When I heard this question, I was like, oh, man, because, you know, like what's crazy is, you know, in entertainment, if you're an actor, you might try directing. I don't know if you'll become a great director like Ron Howard was Opie and then became a great director. It seems like every golfer then designs golf courses and it's like, what the fuck do you know, bro? What do you know about stacking dirt? What do you know about hills? What do you know about rough? But I don't know. Maybe that's how you get that gig. Otherwise, you go to landscape design school or golf course design school i don't know and then like you'll play a pete die course and you'll be like really pete die like how many people have screwed you over in life that this is what you want to do to golfers um i feel like it'd be a par five right don't you want to go par five it's definitely not going to be a par three because for me i love par threes but i don't like long par threes you know what i mean i can't hit if it's like a 220 par three, I'm just like, oh, geez, maybe I can par this thing. But very rarely am I going to birdie uh, or even get, you know, maybe I'll get close to the green. There is a long par three at Tierra Rajada, which is one of my favorite courses out in like Moore Park, California. And if I hit it right, I can get to it. And it's nice. I just, I'm not good with long irons. So I wouldn't design a par three because I would want my par three to be like a, I mean, 155, that's my shot, baby. That's my shot, my eight iron. And I think a par four could be fun. Like a reachable par four would be fun, but not to design, to play. I want to design the par five, okay? You know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to put a fairway sand trap out there. Why? 
because I can't hit them. I can't hit them. What it will be, it's going to be a par five. It's not going to be like 612, okay? But it's also not going to be like 480. I'm thinking like a 532, 532 yards, right? And it's going to be a big, I, I'm not saying it's target golf, okay? I do like target golf. Ojai Valley and Inspire up in uh, Ojai has got target golf everywhere, and it's fun. It challenges you. You don't you use the driver like four times on that course, and it's like, oh, this feels rad, okay? You can hit driver on my par five, okay? And it's going to be a dog leg right. But there is going to be a way that you could cut the dog leg and go over I don't think it'd be water there. There's going to be water in front of the hole for sure. I got to have water. I just love water on a golf course. You know what I mean? I love it. I love natural water on a golf course, not something that's put in. I don't mind something that's put in, but there's just something great about it. My kids love water on a golf course. They, If I have golf on and there's water, they root for them to hit it in the water. They're like, woo, we got it in the water. I'm like, guys, what are we doing? I'm like, yeah, it's kind of cool actually seeing it splash down. Um. So it will be 532, um, elevated tees, one elevated tees. And even if you're playing like the front tees, that's when you're going to have to target golf it because you're probably, even like from the whites, you're not going to be able to go driver off those front tees maybe, maybe. Uh, dog leg right, woods on the right, you know, Trouble on the left. There's going to be trouble on the left. Worst case, you you want to miss right, then you don't want to miss left. I don't know. It's going to be like mosh or high grass, but that's where you're going to be, okay? Elevated tees. So you're, you're walking down a hill, and, uh, and then you get out to that target area. So, like, if you played a cut, you, might, you can get, like, around the beginning of the dog leg, or you can man up. If you can bomb it, you can get over the woods on the right. Then it's going to be not a dog leg left, all right? But it's going to be like if you're going straight from like that where the dog leg starts to right, you're going to be straight and it's going to be up to the left. So you're not going to, you don't, you could play a draw into it if you are, if you hit your drive too far, you know what I mean? And then you have to come back around. A cut's not going to serve you on the second shot if you can go for it. Because it's going to be water up front, okay? It's going to be water up front. If it's going to be 532 from the f- the back of the fairway, it's going to be like 340, 350 to get over the water. So it's you're not going to be able to do it if you're like a draw player. Um, and then if you if you play the cut and you get to the front of the dog, like right where the dog leg is starting, right? That where the fairway kind of ends and turns into the next route, it's gonna be like 270, maybe. No, 260, 260, about 260 to get over the water, front of the green. Okay, 260. What's that put you at? A 270 drive? Yeah, that puts you at a 270 yard drive, you know. With a cut. There's still room down the fairway if you went longer, so that's fine. And it's going to be up to the left. So it's going to be elevated a little bit. Not a ton. You know what I mean? It's not like up a giant hill. It's just up there a little. You're going to be able to see it. It's not going to have a false front because the false front would go down to the water. It is going to have bunkers behind, but off to the right. Back right is going to be where you can miss. All right? I'm a, I'm a cut player. If I go for the green in two 
and I miss, I want it to roll down to, it's going to roll down and away. Down and away green, so you're going to have to go back up. And it's going to be a two-tier green. It's going to be two tiers. Uh, Sundays, they're going to put the pin in the back. It's not going to be false front, but it's going to be, if you don't get to that upper tier, it's going to roll down to the first tier. It's not going to then roll into the water. That's just not what it's going to be. And it's going to have traps all along that left. You know, So if you're missing, you're missing right. And uh, we're going to roll them at about an 11. All right. We're going to roll them at about an 11. I actually don't mind when greens aren't that fast. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind it. I want to be able to, like, push through it as long as you know. Um, but, yeah, that's what I'm going to be at. 532. I'm hitting a cut driver off the tee. I'm going to try and get it out there and then cut it around the edge to leave my. I mean, if I could get it to 240, then I feel comfortable with a three wood, maybe. But I'm probably, I want people to lay up and only are you going for it if you have the skill. Like that's what I think that should really be. And I think that'd be a fun little hole. Don't you think? I mean, what would you guys design? I mean, you don't have to call in and tell me, you know what I design. Um, but if anyone out there is a golf course designer, 1833, my golf line, I'd love to chat and hear what goes into it, what you got to learn. You push in dirt. How you know about the remote? How do they even, how do they even like cultivate like smooth grass way back in the day? I never forget, like I had a big backyard as a kid and me and Tony LeMay tried to put in a tennis court. Yeah, that didn't work. You know what I mean? It was a good activity for a day. We had a tennis net. I don't know where we got it. And then we just said like, oh, let's make a tennis court. You got a big yacht. Well, that didn't, you know, we were not able to do that. Um, But if anyone out there has done it, Give us a ring. I would love to hear more about that and what goes into it. Uh, appreciate that call, buddy. Uh, Casey Bank. We are going to reach out and give someone a call momentarily. Hold on. Okay. So we got uh, a great hole-in-one call. And I just we're going to play it. And then we're going to call because I think there's... We think there's something. We got a little surprise. So let's let's Jojo. Let's play the uh, let's play the voicemail, please. Okay, I need some help uh, here answering a five year long dilemma that I've been in. So three days before Christmas, uh, I went back home to uh, my home course. Um, it was drizzling, about fifty five degrees. I was playing by myself. Um, asked my girlfriend if she wanted to play with me that morning. She denied. Um, on the second hole of the day. Um, I took out my eight iron, I, <laughs> I hit it and the ball hopped one time and went right into the bottom of the hole. No one was there to see it. Uh, I called the clubhouse, see if they could come out, verify the divot mark, kind of, you know, get my name in the paper, get a little trophy box, you know, all that good stuff. They said no, cause no one could attest it. Um, and to this day, no one says that this hole in one ever happened or counts. So I need some help. Uh, verifying if this was a legit hole-in-one or not. Uh, my name is Josh Folker. Um, I play Titleist Wedges. Um, so feel free to give me a call back if you want to help me out with this situation, uh, help answer this five-year-long debate that I've been having. All right. Ring him up. <clears throat> Hello? Josh. Hey. What's up, man? You're on the golf line with Jay Larson. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you? Good, good. What are you doing? I'm just sitting in my car here on my break. 
On your break, where do you work? Uh, I work at a distribution company doing sales. Yikes. Yeah, not, not that, a super sexy job. but On that sales grind. I feel you. Yes. Well, listen, I loved your message, man. We thought it was, uh, you know, I've heard this before about people not having a witness for a hole-in-one, and I wanted to get down to it. So let's first of all, I want to hear about the shot. You're going eight iron, you told us, but what was the yardage? Uh, it was about, I think it was 146 into 146. the center of the green. Okay. Yeah. And you play a to cut, you play a draw. Honest, what's your deal? I just play to hit the green. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> where I was at that point in time. So, yeah, I've been golfing for about, seriously, for about two years prior to that. Um, and to be completely honest with you, I duffed the shot. Didn't even hit a good, clean shot. Um, hit behind it. Uh, it bounced once in front of the green, bounced on the green once, and then just sunk right to the bottom of the hole. So, so wait, it went boom, boom, and then in? It didn't roll at all? Nope, dunked it. I mean, it, it took two big bounces and just hit the bottom of the pin. Like, just hit the pin, went straight into the cup. I mean, I got to be honest with you. Part of me is like, yeah, you don't deserve the only one when you chunk it, <laughs> and then it lands in front of the hole, hits a, 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 a cart path, and then bounces up. I mean, I know it didn't hit a cart path. Um, yeah, but it... Was anyone else on the course? Because I've golfed early, and was it cold? What, what time of year was it? Uh, it was three days before Christmas in Ohio. So, oh, dude. Uh, <laughs> so during that time of year, it was 55-ish degrees, 50 degrees, and rainy. That's golf weather in December in Ohio. Yeah. So it, the course was pretty empty. I mean, it was pretty wet. Um, I, I When I hit the shot, it went in, and I yelled, and I looked around. There was no one even remotely close to where I was. There had to be maybe six or seven people on the course. Amazing. Um, all right. Well, now I'm now I'm going to backtrack a little because you're out there, you know, in the dead of winter golfing. That's how much you love it. And I now I get why your girlfriend was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not golf." Do you guys golf usually, <laughs> you and your lady? Yeah, she she's a really good golfer. She plays. She's pretty much played her whole life. Played in high school. Um, I mean, we're pretty comparable, you know, as far as as far as play goes anymore. And she'll. I mean, she'll still go out and beat me at some some points in the year. I mean, she'll shoot, she'll shoot under eighty. I mean, pretty consistently. So, uh, yeah. So I was pretty shocked she didn't want to golf, but she doesn't like playing unless it's really nice out because she's done it her whole life. So I kind of respected that. Yeah, I get you know, that. Her I get not that. to go, but she always says, and "How if close I had you?" Hit you... What's that? <laughs> she always says that if I was there, you would have hit a hole in one. I'm like, probably not. So. Now, let me ask you this. What's the closest you've ever come to a hole-in-one before this? Before that, not really close at all. Uh, I, I would say maybe six or seven feet to the pin. I mean, th this is when I first started playing. I played seriously the summer before pretty much every day. I got a membership at a club and played pretty seriously. Never really came close until this. I've come close since, but uh, have, have had no luck. So what are you playing to as a handicap right now? Uh, right now, I would say I'm probably anywhere like five to seven. But back then, I was probably 15, 17 -ish. All right. All right. And so you call the clubhouse. You're like, listen, I just hit a hole in one. No one else is out here. Uh, did you tell them, hey, I totally duffed it and it hit 20 feet before the green and then hit again? Or what did you say? 
<laughs> no, I just, no, I didn't tell them any of the, you know, the good details there. I just called them and I was like, Hey, I'm on two. I just hit a hole in one. You know, there is no one out here, even remotely close to me. I was like, I could show you exactly where it hit the divot, the first divot, the second divot. And I can show you where it went into the hole. And the guy was like, there's no one there to attest it. You know, we, we can't do it because they'll, they'll, they will take the ball. They will put it in a trophy case that you'll get your name posted in the paper. I mean, it's a whole thing. And they didn't want to do that. There was no one there to attest it. And the way, and I tried to explain to them, I'm like, look, I'm playing with like a top flight 2000 XL. All right. Like I, if, if I, if I was lying about it, I would use a better golf ball. Like, yeah. I, would I mean, I have that, go- I have that golf ball. I'll be honest with you. I have that because my, my ex-father-in-law, one of the greatest men I've ever met in my life, he gave me these old uh, golf balls from work. You know, like they give them out to people like a dozen, uh, you know. And every yeah. now and then when I'm having a terrible round, I'll play him. And it's not a terrible ball. To, I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's not a Pro V1, but it's not terrible. <laughs> no. And, and this one was definitely, you know, fished out of a creek and a little yellow. So, you know, it's yeah. not a great golf ball. <laughs> I mean, it was in bad condition. I didn't clean it, so it's still got the, the grass stains on it. So... Well, especially if you're trying to, uh, you know, if you're shooting 147 yards and you're trying to land it like 120 to bounce it up, you know what I mean? That's why you want that yeah. top flight. It's got better bounce than a Pro-V. Um, all right. So what was the biggest hang-up for you? They wouldn't, they wouldn't give it to you. They're like, nah, no one's going to come down. Because it sounded to me like that was kind of a big deal of getting your name in the paper or out of all these things, that was the thing that mattered to you the most. Is that is that where we were at? Yeah, I, I I guess for me, you know, it's it's kind of the, you know, chasing the dragon a little bit as a golfer. And, mm-hmm. you know, people go their whole lives playing their whole lives and don't hit one. And I hit one my second year playing. I would have loved to have had, you know, that that post in the paper, you know, yeah. the, little, the little case. I kind of make like a shadow box thing of it. And, you know, they they couldn't do it for me. And I, I the first person I called was my girlfriend. I FaceTimed her. And I was like, I'm sitting on the tee box. I just hit a hole in one. I'm going to drive up to the green, you know, and, and you can see. Like, I'll show you where it landed. I'll show you where it hit. And I'll show you where it went in. And, you know, so she was just the first call. I was like, this is the closest I'll get to someone attesting it. She signed the card saying, you know, he did call me, <laughs> you know. So I was like, I, I have an attest, a quote unquote attest, but yeah, she, she did sign off on it. So, Well, I mean, you know what, Josh? I think a, what you could do is you could, when you get off the phone, you can call her and you can say, go on to MiamiValleyToday.com and what we have posted on there for you is a post to celebrate Nani you, my man. Why don't you pull it up right now on your <laughs> phone if you can? MiamiValleyToday.com. Yeah, and we got a picture of you with your hole-in-one ball that I assume you took by yourself on December twenty second, 2017. Josh Faulkner made a hole-in-one on the second hole at Miami Shores Golf Course. At the Golf Line Podcast, we always honor an ace, whether witnessed (laughs) or unnoticed. We see you. Congratulations, Josh. The Golf Line. Thank you. I see it. That is awesome. It's all over the page, brother. It's up top, banner up top. Go down the page. It's right there in the middle of the page. We basically, you know, we couldn't get it in the paper. We said, how about we just put it all over the website? And they were like, let's do it. So listen, man, no one is going to this length to lie about a hole-in-one. We appreciate you, my man. (laughs) Tell your lady... 
Tell your friends to listen to the golf line when we honor you, brother, for that hole in one. Your friends don't have one, but you do. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be printing this thing out. I'm gonna be posting it up on my wall. And you know, we just just got a house, so this is definitely gonna make uh definitely gonna make a fine addition to the attire inside. So I, I appreciate love it, man. That. Well, thanks so much, man. Keep uh keep hitting them straight or chunking them and bumping them up onto a green that you had no right hitting a hole in one <laughs> on, and uh and let us know how you're doing. Please let everybody know about the podcast and uh, thanks for thanks for calling in, buddy. Absolutely, thank you. All right, Josh, take care, brother. You too. Bye. I mean, you know, we we do what we do around here. We do what we do around here. You don't want to say that kid got a hole in one. We say, Josh, you goddamn right, you did. Um, and in order to do that, we got to pay our greens fees. So we're gonna take some time for our sponsor, and we'll be right back with an interview with Mister Eric Anders Lang. All right, my guest this week, you guys know who he is. He's the man, the myth. He keeps the he's the man who uh, came to me about this podcast, and I'm so glad he did. I love what he does. You know him from the Random Golf Club. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Anders Lang. Welcome to the Golf Line. Thanks, Jay. I feel like it was so funny when we texted about this idea. I I think I wrote you like, I think I was like, crowd work, golf, phone thing. And you were like, I love it. You know, here we are. People have asked me to do podcasts for like years. And I'm like, ah, that's cool. But I'm good. I'm good. It's the first time anyone hit me up. And as soon as I read it, I was like, done. Let me know. Let's. How do we do it? You have such a backlog of golf content in your like you know hard, in your hard drive, your mental hard drive, your physical hard drive. You just mm-hmm. you just make golf content, and you're really good at it. And this, you know, if I I thought of you first thing. I was like, this is going to be this is you. I mean, I I just can't stop thinking about the. Um, <laughs> I just go back to the phone call where the where the guy the wrong where, number the wrong number. Dude. I just like I had that. I don't know. Whatever. I think about that too often. I think about that every day. <laughs> no, I love it. I love that you do. People hit me up all the time with like text messages. They're like, I got this text message. What should I do? And I'm, I respond. I'm like, here you go. This is, you will be on time, but you need a couple, you know, and they're just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I'm like, all right, well, um, you know, we both, uh, I feel like have, first of all, we have the same birthday, bro. February 3rd. Do you keep? I mean, remember that when you said that to me, and I told you, I'm like, yeah, that's my birthday. And you're like, shut so up. Strange. You were like, no way. I thought you were punking me. Yeah, I know. I didn't believe it. Um, we are we're better than everyone else. Is that what that means? Yeah, of course. We're Aquarians, just like Einstein. Whatever. You we're know, better we're, than everyone else, unless your birthday is February third. And how old are you again? Forty one. Forty one. Right. And I'm thirty six. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what's so what's so funny about that, bro? <laughs> my god um no but something i think that everyone kind of relates to you or i think you kind of live like that uh that life that we all wish we had you started just dove into golf and then you were like i'm gonna make it my life and now you just travel around the world playing wherever you want you know how annoying it is dude you know how (laughs) annoying it is to see you just playing the country club in brookline and being like it's so annoying (laughs) <laughs> I I'm I sorry, mean I'll if I could stop. play any course in the world it would be Brookline. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, because it's very hard to get on there, you know what I mean? Like and that it's makes like, it good. 
Well, it's Massachusetts. There's something about it. You know what? You know why I want to play the course? Because of the golf cart. It's like orange, and it's got a squirrel with a nut on it, and it's yeah. one side. There's no faint. There's nothing. <laughs> it's just simple. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of clubs like that, Jay, that are much easier to play. Not that I'm knocking the country club. Like, it's dope. I was very grateful to be able to play there, but like, I don't know, dude. There's a, there's a, we can, we can unpack that another day. Jay's, you know what's even list. more annoying? I want to un- unpack your bucket list. What's even more annoying is me saying how you playing a course is annoying and you telling me, nah, it's not even that good. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's, that is the extra rib right there. You know what the other one is? Have you ever played Myopia Hunt Club? Uh, no. With it's the out fox. Like, that's a good logo. Good fox on it. Yeah, look at how you know it. They had a couple U.S. Opens. Look at how you um, know it. <laughs> like, on, I, this, I, I don't know much about the world, but I, I know I have a golf IQ. Your, but your golf IQ always lends down to, like, design. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. like, you weren't like, oh, yeah, didn't they have two US Opens? Like, yeah, I like the logo. I like the design. Branding could have been a little yeah. better, but. I'm like, logo designed by Ted Fox. <laughs> totally. Loved foxes. Um, so you just got back from Vietnam. How long were you there? Vietnam was uh, part of a larger trip. We actually did, uh, I flew around the world from Austin to Sweden, Sweden to Bulgaria, Bulgaria to Vietnam, Vietnam to Korea, Korea to Austin. How kind long of a total? one-direction one journey. That was a three-week trip. And Ooh. for me, I don't know, are, are you into communism, Jay? Oh, big communism guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dude, socialism a little. Socialism's kind of tight. Uh, communism's chill. Honestly, hate to say it, I'm also a fan of capitalism a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. I'm of kind of equal. Listen, um, did I have Trump's board game when I was 14? Yes. Maybe. Maybe I maybe I just bought it while you said it. Um <laughs> they uh no, dude, Korea, Vietnam and uh, Bulgaria all formerly communist countries. We've talked about this on the podcast, so we don't need to break into this now, but played golf in all of these countries and for me uh Vietnam was the was the craziest. Where, where's like have you played golf in in another country, Jay? I mean, is there any way to belittle someone more than to lead with, have you ever played in another country? <laughs> I mean, good. Yeah, I've played in Canada. I've played in Canada. I've also played in the Dominican Republic. Well, some people have never even brought their clubs on a plane. And so I'm trying to just like walk through this in a way where like basically we should go play golf. I want to go and play in like a mega remote environment with you. Do, do you would on you our excel birthdays. at that? On our birthdays. Exactly. Wait a minute. What's going on in Bulgaria? I mean, we'll get to Vietnam, but what is Bulgaria? What is the landscape of? And is it like are these all courses designed by like um, Nick Faldo, or are they like people you've wow, never even you heard of? It. Nick Faldo did do the course in Vietnam, uh-huh. and Gary Player did the course in Bulgaria. Um, and so, yeah, but th- these are you know Bulgaria. There's not a lot. There's only four golf courses, so it's Damn. kind of. But there's this course on the cliffs. It's real. There's like these white cliffs. It's like. It's honestly like, um, what's the highest you've ever been uh, in your life? Here we go. <laughs> we go. I mean, d- does every question have to take the other person down? I don't understand. 13,000 feet, bro. I've been 13,000 feet. What's the highest you've ever been? No, You're I like, oh, like, I played a, I I hit a 9 like, iron on the moon. No, I didn't mean like altitude. What do you mean? I meant like, like mind body. Yeah, like like. Like, oh, I don't know. Acid or mushrooms? Yeah. So it's like acid. It's like that. It's that far out there. Oh, really? What's the highest? It's not a competition. <laughs> Are you competitive? You're competitive, bro. Of course. I mean, I'm yeah, an we, athlete. We played a match. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember who won. That's that, Me that's why. 
We had so much fun, though. I think I think it was really that we were we should play a match where we're on the same team. Listen, I want to ask a serious question, and I'm not oh. kidding. Okay. Is the grass different in Bulgaria? Like, what's it like? Like, what trees are around? <laughs> like, what? Like, are they importing like sand old. like from Florida? What's going on? It's like super old. It, it feels like you're in a Greek, uh, you know, movie or like a Greek like book from yeah. thousands of years ago. Like, like not Greek, like Greece, but maybe more like Roman, like like the Romans. Mm-hmm. I get you know that. What I mean, like. Like, I don't know, maybe like Game of Thrones, actually. It felt like they shot Game of Thrones there, is what I'm trying to say. It felt like, did you ever watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Remember remember, uh, remember that scene, where, that group of scenes where the lady, where the old lady, Marjorie, her mom is like in that like lunch spot, and she's like having lunch on the cliff? Kind of, but I know what yeah. you're talking she's about. She's wearing all black and stuff. It felt like mm-hmm. Dorn. Remember Dorn? I mean, I don't know the names of the places. <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, guess, hold on. Are, you not, are you watching house of the dragon no Dude, is it good it's so good oh okay i mean i, I want to i just I'm don't have hbo it it's like the only thing i don't have i'll give you my login all right cool um you can share it at the end of the pod uh when i played in the dominican it was a bobby jones course and there was no one there no, like the nobody dominican there. bobby jones which course i can't, i don't remember word the, the, there's uh that it's like it was very similar to that actually bulgaria like it was on the uh black sea and it's just like vibe but like just kind of like hot yeah and, and warm and cliffy real cliffy. all right so you went from there to vietnam, vietnam. which was weird vietnam yeah, so anyway, was weird or like Viet- what no, no vietnam is not weird i mean it, well everything's weird i guess depending on you know how you look at it but vietnam was cool because the golf there is very low key and it's very like people are just sort of uh you know like 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 there's not private courses there's just like resorts where people are just down to like help you go have fun on the golf course and the caddies aren't like they're like just there to help you enjoy like they're like throwing you an almond scented towel and they're just like have fun you know relax you miss a putt they're like oh no but like they keep a good vibe you know yeah so there's not like they're like First of all, I'd say nine out of ten times I play with a caddy, I play worse than if I didn't have a caddy. Because they're like telling me I'm not doing any work on my own. Yeah. I almost don't like playing with a caddy because they're like, all right, hit it here. And you're like, no, okay, I step up and I hit it there. I don't I'm not wondering about the speed. They're like, hit it eighty percent. I can't do all that. Yeah, it's kind of like it takes the the mystery away, and I agree with you some to some extent. Yeah. It helps when you're playing a new golf course for sure though. Um, it, Vietnam golf is like exploding right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of the biggest uh, like what growth opportunities in golf. Like, there's just there's just a, there's like I think there's a, the, there was conflicting numbers of the amount of golf courses that currently exist in Vietnam, but I think it was like if there's sixty golf courses, there's like fifty more under construction. Damn, which is a lot. So, I'm not saying I'm anti-technology. No. But there I do feel like the internet and our accessibility to travel has eliminated the ability for places to stay uniquely themselves. Like I'm saying, who designed a golf course in Bulgaria? Oh, it's Gary Player. You know, right. who designed it here? It's Nick Faldo. It's the same people are designing here. Are there elements of golf in Vietnam that feel Vietnami? You know what I mean? I don't know. Vietnam-y. I've never been. Vietnamese? <laughs> that, yeah. Vietnami. Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> it's got a very so, Vietnami vibe. Yeah, it feels very much like you're in Vietnami. 
Um, I so there actually I asked about this, and most of the golf courses are like under international management. But there was a course we didn't go play it, um, but I will go back and play it. And it's like it's this course outside of Saigon that's um, owned, operated, and run and and played by just Vietnamese people. So that's my next adventure to go back there and play that, which I, I will definitely go back there and play golf. It's just too interesting. So that'll be a totally different experience. I'm sure. And are like these new courses that are being built out there, are they like shorter? Are there, are they making adjustments to the game? Like you feel you hear so much about like, Oh, like let's shorten the holes or make, let's make, take down the technology of the golf balls or the clubs. Like is anything like that being factored in over there or is it just kind of like standard, so what they're doing is they're 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 like resort style courses. So they're a little bit easier, maybe they're like wider fairways. But the thing that they're doing over, um, over and over there is lights. They're putting lights on the golf courses because you know it's so hot in the summer, a lot of humidity that at night it's much nicer to play golf. So they have these like massive lights. And so we played eighteen on one course, and about the fourteenth hole, I was like, man, I don't think we're gonna finish. And my caddy ninja was like, yeah, just wait. She gets like a car remote and was like, click, click. Yeah, no, the lights started turning on. And they only turned on for the last few holes that we were playing because we were the last ones out. And um, yeah, and then actually when we flew, um, we then flew, uh, I think when we departed Vietnam on the plane, I could see a couple courses with the lights on from above, which was sick. Super yeah, cool. Bet. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember when I was in Kuwait. Have you have you ever been to Kuwait? No. What's up in there? Oh, what were you doing in Kuwait? Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> that there's a place I've been that you haven't. Uh, I was entertaining the troops. I was doing shows for the troops in Kuwait no and shit. then Iraq. But it was the same thing. Everything was closed during the day, and then everything was open at night because it was right. cooler when people go out at night. Crazy. Um, I love the idea of looking down at a golf course lit up at night. That must be sick. Dude, it was like it was like. Uh, if if it was just the cutest thing on earth, yeah, the cutest, biggest, coolest thing I've ever seen. I mean, we did not tee this up, um, mainly because you were unavailable for like a pre-call. Um, but I talked in the top I of the didn't show. Know that was an offer. I'm didn't... kidding. I'm just I, see. I like to give you a hard time. <laughs> is night golf and night golfing? I was talking about it. Like I feel like golfing under lights is different than out there golfing with a glow ball. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like it, the the one thing is that the yardage has changed. Like everything feels different. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, because that's all you see. Um, it's a little intense playing with the lights. Yeah, interesting. Have, when was the last time you glow ball golfed? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I used to do it all the time back in L.A. In fact. I would, in order to save money, I would buy the glow balls and then I would just go tee off at the middle of the night at, um, at like, uh, at, um, <laughs> what the fuck is the name of the, the two courses? Harding and Wilson. Yeah, Wilson and so Harding. I would just, I would just jump onto Wilson and Harding at like midnight and I would play for like a couple hours just Solo? by myself with the glow ball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, First of all, I love you for that. Second of all, if there's any two courses in L.A. with a higher risk of being attacked by packs of coyotes or wolves yeah. or a stray G- lion violence. from the zoo. Yeah. yeah. It's also <laughs> just a weirdo. Just like a weird a weird guy. Just a weird guy. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah, hey. Yeah. I live in the old zoo. Is that my glow ball? Where did you get that? <laughs> He's like playing through. <laughs> 
What uh, what are like the animals that are on golf courses in Vietnam? Oh, um, I, uh, there was um, there was a water buffalo. <laughs> Have you ever seen a water buffalo? No, because they they mess around in the rice paddies. Oh yeah, yeah, they make some noises too. It was weird. Um, what else was there? There was um, uh, yeah, I didn't see a ton of other wildlife actually. I feel bad. I, I, I wonder I how had. much of it's getting like cleared out. You know, what I mean, and it just needs to like find its way back. I mean, maybe you it. could do maybe you could do like a rehabilitate rehabilitate the the bobcats or the jaguars. You know what's funny is I was playing Roosevelt one time with uh, some friends of mine, and on the uh, remember Roosevelt the that eighth hole that crazy eighth dog hole. leg right dog leg right such a good yeah. hole. So the tee box is here, but there's like <clears throat> there's an old tee box that they don't like manicure and stuff. And one day it was like manicure, but not perfect. And we were like, "Should we play from back there?" And we're like, yeah. "Yeah." So there's a guy we don't know who's with us. He's up there, and then my boy Chris, who's like warming up. I'm down here. My boy Nick is further up. And I start walking up the hill, and I just I look and I go Bobcat, Bobcat, and I start back. <laughs> and my boy Chris lost me. Like what the whoa? And he like totally freaked out. There's no Bobcat. Um, oh, there, you were lying. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what that eighth tee box is adjacent to, right? What? No. That's Kirstie Alley's house. And it's got she's got four monkeys in cages. Did you ever hear the monkeys? I don't know if I have. The only place I ever heard monkeys were on LACC by Oh, Hefner's Playboy place. Mansion. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. There's two LA golf course monkey uh, adjacencies. Is it funny mm-hmm. or is it like, yo, guys? It's BLA. What what are Maybe, we doing? Maybe we should chill with the monkey captive captivity. Uh, yeah, maybe not having monkeys is a way to go. <laughs> um, well, listen, you know what we do on here. We take calls. People I can't call wait. in. We got one in the can for you that we would love for you to listen with me, and then we'll comment together. Uh, Jojo, do we have that queued up? He's thumbing up. All right, let's hear it. Hey, Jim. This is Luke from Chico, California. <laughs> Jim. Uh, just calling because I am having some issues on the course. I can hit a lot of fairways, but I always shank my second shot. What's up with that, man? Can you help me out? Uh, anyways, I am a very, very respectable 21 handicap and a God tier blade user, uh, play big Bertha's sort of the, you know, most difficult blades to use out there i would say thanks buddy bye that's strange there's a lot of that's that's uh there's some things that don't quite work there nothing is working here eric (laughs) first of all he called me jim jim (laughs) yeah he's he's maybe but he also said he has did did big bertha make blades no he's got bertha woods he's playing blades Got it. I think the first thing we know is if you're a 21 handicap, you should not be playing blades, right? Yeah, you should probably you should probably return the blades, trade the blades, and get some cavity backs or something a little more forgiving. Yeah, I mean, he might he might also like if he's hitting the fairway and then he's always shank. Does he always shank his second shot? That might be a self fulfilling prophecy. Oh, see, I love how you get deep. <laughs> Do you think he might need to just like look at? Look within, because maybe I mean, it's about the blades. 
Well, first of all, it's definitely about the blade. It doesn't even matter where we go from. Is start with the blades, getting rid of the blades. And if you're shanking, if you're righty and you're shanking right, the first thing I would do is I would probably move the ball up in my stance a little bit. That would just be the first thing. I'm not a right. golf pro. Maybe just get away from the ball. Just back up a little bit. Yeah, I just like anytime I don't take lessons. If something's wrong with my swing, I go to the range and I try a bunch of stupid stuff yeah. until I start hitting it right. And then I almost always correct my swing. Yeah, you just you just keep you just don't stop trying to get fix it. And then eventually something will change it. Yeah. But I mean if you're out there and you're getting off the T fine and then you're shanking your second shot every time. It could be that I mean, do you think do you think that's literally what's happening? Is he's hitting a great drive and then he's like walking that <laughs> that like little Bobby Jones path and he's just like oh, no, here it comes. <laughs> do you think that's really Super going nervous. through? Yeah, I mean it could be about anticipation. What if he just tried like I'm I am sober personally, but what if he just had like a couple beers? Every you hole, Eric? Help? But just like you know, just something to get his mind off of this uh, this problem that seems to be, you know, recurring. Yeah, I mean, it it could be. I honestly just think it's the blades. You think it's just the blades? I just don't think you're a 21 handicap playing blades. You know what I mean? And if you are playing blades as a 21 handicap, and you went down to like cavity back, something more forgiving, you're probably going to find out real quick that you're like a 15, and then go to blades. Yeah. I almost feel like we're like uh, dissecting a murder mystery. Like, what is wrong? Like, it's like a puzzle. Do you feel this way? Uh, I think, yes. It's always, you know, <laughs> I love that you're leaning into it, too. But, uh, by the way, anyone who knows my name is Jay and calls me Jim, I'm already going to have a problem with. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm already, it's already, it's a character, you got some character defects here, bro. You're calling yeah, blindly to a number and then calling someone the wrong name. He's got this like blind confidence that he can just call me. What if I just had you on? I'm like, Alan, great to have you on, man. <laughs> I would prop. Well, if it was you, Jay, I would let it slide. I'd be like, he's got some bit that I don't know. He'll work his way back. I'd trust you. Yeah. Maybe he thinks because he thinks your name's Jim. Maybe he thinks that he has blades, but he's calling, but they're actually cavity backs, but he doesn't know what to call them. Yeah, I mean, this is why you're on the show. I love yeah. that take. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's like, I like my blades. And then you look at them and they're just like, huh? Dude, you don't even know. <laughs> they're hockey sticks? Dude, do you, what is happening in your life that you're doing this? That I mean, that could honestly be it. You know? Because it's like, may, maybe he just thinks blades is the general term for irons. He's like, yeah, I got to get no, the blades. No, he said... The, they're, I'm hitting blades, probably the hardest things to hit. He basically oh. gave himself a pass, too. Oh, you know he did. I mean? Okay, so then psychologically, like, what's up with this guy? Like, what, what is he what, – what is that guy? What does he do? What is, he, what is his job? Like, what's his, what's his relationship status, you know? I play blades. It's the hardest club. It sounds like he might, like – sounds like he might not like himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, Listen – I mean, I think every golfer has a little bit of not liking themselves. <laughs> yeah. Because they play golf. You know what yeah. I mean? They want to beat themselves up. He just sounds like he's the guy that like kind of like his wife would do something nice and he'd find a problem with it. You know what I mean? That might be the case. <laughs> but I don't know. I just know that I think this solution starts with not using blades. Are you saying you think he's like a male Karen? 
Who is a male Karen? What's the name a for Marin? a male Karen? Marin? No, I don't know. I what know it is. a woman named Marin. I know a Marion. Yeah. Maybe a. I don't know. I know a Mark Marin. Male Karen. Mark Marin. Mark. Have you had him on your podcast? No. Mark Marin and I actually got sober together, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember. Nice. Yeah, he was intense. Oh, yeah. I keep saying intense. You know what my favorite joke is? What? Did you hear the one about the circus orgies? No. And they were fucking intense. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's your favorite joke? It's one. It's up there. It's up yeah. there. Um, Do you have a favorite joke? I mean, I have a lot of favorite jokes. I, I have favorite jokes like off comedians. Like I have a Nick Swartzen joke. That's my favorite. I have a Gary Gullman. You ever heard Gary Gullman's joke about abbreviating the 50 states? No. <laughs> Next level. What is Next it? level. It's too long. It's like six minutes long. He oh, talks about like joke. seeing a documentary uh, where they t- break down how they abbreviated the 50 states. And it's just, it's, it's just so good. It's so good. Um, all right, buddy. Yeah, well, the, the letters? You mean the abbreviations? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, to the letters. It doesn't make sense. Missouri, ML, the fuck? Well, that's why you have to watch the bit. You know, he's like, they get into it, and the first one, they're like, all right, <laughs> Alabama, AL, great. Got it. With gas. They go, next state, Alaska, <laughs> shit. Um, you know, it's like, they, and he goes, well, let's skip AK. it. We probably skip won't it. have this problem 27 more times. <laughs> it's it's so funny. good. Um, all right, buddy. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, everyone I'm sure here is already listening to your podcast. Is there anything new inside the random golf club community that our listeners should be keeping an ear out for? Um, I mean, you know, we, uh, no, <laughs> that's full. Yeah. That's not true. Yes. When is this coming out? When is this coming out? This is episode two of Golf Line. So, so a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. Well, they can always be keeping an eye out on the website for gear, merch. You know, yeah. you guys are, you know, bag tags were back. I mean, I don't know. Bag tags. Bag tags. Uh, we're going to be doing the 100-hole hike. I think that might be around this time. 100-hole oh, yeah, hike with, the with uh, Yeah, we're going to go to Rory McIlroy's uh, home state of uh, Florida, you know. Yep. And uh, we're going to we're gonna play at the Palm Beach Par 3 there. Uh, and so that'll be cool. I love that. Yeah, so that'll be cool. We're gonna play a hundred holes. Have you ever done anything like that? I've never done it. It seems like a lot. The most holes I've ever played in one day is Malibu Country Club used to have this thing, sixty bucks, and you could play all that you could play. And I played forty holes with my That's buddy Chris, good. the guy that I punked with the the Bobcat. And then the I went to the old of. place and had a steak at the bar. You've been to the old place out in the Gore no. Hills? No, but I I played Malibu Country Club back when it was open. Oh, I love that track. The place is cool, man. I think it's Super like cool. it's closed now. Yeah, it's been closed for a while. And like at one point, USC was going to buy it, and that was going to be their home course. And then someone else was going to buy it. And now I've heard they're going to like, you know, who bought it is um that property company that like does super high end resorts, and they're going to put houses all out around it and turn it, bring it oh, back. Oh, Discoveryland. Yep. No shit. That's what I heard. That'd be cool. Makes sense. They would do something all that. Look, something to look forward to. Just for someone else. You know who told me? The guy who invented MySpace. Tom? No, not Tom. It's his other cat. I played in a charity <laughs> event with him, and he was telling me about it, and they've already sold Membos, and it's, I think it's 500K just to get into that, that property. You that's got that. Lot. You got that's, that. That's a lot. You want to go 
You want to go one five hundredth in on that with me? We'll get some other guys together. Yeah, we could get four hundred and ninety eight other dudes. Yeah, be like, all right. Um, so it's your day to play. Next up, it'll be in a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, all right, man. Well, I love you, brother. I appreciate you coming on. I'm looking forward to our birthday round of golf in uh, Indonesia. Wait. Let's go someplace crazy. Okay. I love that. Set it up. God damn it. I love Eric Anders line. It's like no matter where you try to go, he can't not find depth to whatever you're talking about, which is always awesome. Uh, big thanks to Eric for coming on. Love having him on here. And uh, every now and then we like to do a mulligan. And uh, let's uh, let's give a quick uh, – I'm not going to set this up at all. Let's just play it, and then we'll let it go. Hi, my name is Ben Martinez. Uh, I live in the Tri-Cities area of eastern Washington. Um, I have a set of hand-me-down Mizuno irons, and I am rocking a tailor-made stealth driver. Um, my little story today is uh, I struggle with depression, and um, I just got into golf a few years ago, and it's something that really helped me out during my sort of tougher bout with depression. Um, and I actually got into golf because of uh, Eric's Adventures in Golf series that my uh, friend got me into. Um, I thought it was really cool seeing him just travel the world and kind of explore different cultures and, and just how people, you know, live their life in the world of this amazing sport. Um, it really spoke to me and it just decided to kind of pick it up one day and had a used my friend's irons and driver and did terrible. Um, that being said, now I am a 18 handicap um, on a good day. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of share my little story and kind of reach out. And if anybody's, you know, struggling with the same problems I am, you know, never be afraid to kind of reach out to people and, and ask for help and, you know, Go out and golf. Might make you might make you feel better. Uh, Benny Martinez, if I can call you Benny. My ex-wife used to be like, you know, you can't just give people nicknames, Jay. And I'm like, why not? It's fun. Ben Martinez, man, I appreciate that call. I really do. And I do because, you know, in the comedy community, in uh, we lose people a lot. And uh, we've lost some people to suicide through depression. And... When it happens, everyone goes on social media and you know what they say? They're like, reach out to your friends, hug your friends. And no one does. No one does. And I I just want to make sure that like, you know, listen, hey, this is a fun podcast. We're going to laugh. We're going to joke. But at the same time, let's call some stuff out. Like, you know, depression is a thing. Mental health is a thing. And we need to stay on top of it. And I really appreciate Ben shining a light on it and not being afraid to talk about it. And uh, I love how golf, it's so funny, Ben. I think most people are like fine and then they start golfing and then they're depressed. You know what I mean? Golf will do that to you. Um, you know what You know what he said on his voicemail that rung true to me is that he plays hand-me-down Mizunos. That's all you need to know about our boy Benny Martinez is that he is Content. Golf, 
I think more than any other sport, golf is like you're almost driven by what clubs you're going to get next. What are the new shoes that are out? What what gear is out? The new driver. Every year they're they're pushing the marketplace. New driver, new clubs, new putters. Da, da, da. Do you have this? Do you know about this? And he's content playing hand-me-downs. And that, to me, gives me an idea of where you're at with your mental health, where you're just like, I got these clubs, and they help me play, and now I'm an 18 handicap on a good day, he said. I will say this, Ben. Every day you're an 18 handicap. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think, you know, I've dealt with some, um, you know, some mental health issues. And for me, I I'm as good... I'm I'm way better about my my dealing with it now than I've ever been and but I still never lose sight that they're there and I have to continue to do the work that I need to do and uh reach out to friends. I try to reach out to people every day that I know are dealing with stuff that I deal with. So, I really appreciate you Ben. That was great and uh I'm thanks for shining the light on it. Thanks for calling it out and thanks for sharing with us and not being afraid to do it. And uh thanks for not letting it control you, bro. You know what I mean? We can still smile. We can still be happy. We can still go out and we can still talk about stuff. It doesn't have to be uncomfortable. That's the big issue for me. Uh, that is our episode. The Golf Line. As always, continue to subscribe, rate, and review. Share with friends. Text them right now. Text five friends right now. You listen to the Golf Line. Here's the link. Go subscribe. Share on social media. Share in snail mail if you're old school. And God damn it, call in. one eight three three my golf line I'm Jay Larson. I will be here with you each and every week. And uh, I think we're off to a great start. Special thanks to everyone who called in. Th- special thanks to everyone who listened. Special thanks to uh, my boy Benny Martinez and EA Lang. Eric Anders Lang, thank you so much, buddy, for coming on the pod. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. Later. Golf line, golf line, calling on the golf line for your swing, for your swing. Golf line, golf line, get you calling on the golf line with Jay Larson.